the unsurpassed, penetrating, and perfect truth is seldom met with, even in a hundred thousand myriad kalpas. Now we can see and hear it. We can remember and accept it. I vow to make the Buddha's truth. Homage to the Buddha, homage to the Dharma, homage to the Sangha. So what I, my topic for today is a quote I found that I liked. It says, the Buddha taught us to be satisfied with what is sufficient. And that piqued my interest. What is sufficient? I'm going to start with a story of, uh, that somebody told me not too long ago that makes a good point about this topic. This is a story of a mother who has um, just had given birth to a baby girl. And the mother and the newborn baby uh, came home after, you know, sufficient time that everything was okay and, you know, got released from the hospital. So the mother was sitting, looking at her little baby, new baby, just wondering what her life was going to bring. And, if, and the mother thought, well, how can I help her on her way in this life? So she was sitting alone in the house. The father wasn't there. I don't know about that. And I just said, okay. The mother felt alone, you know, but here she was. She had a new life in her arms. Let's see here. At that moment, something happened, and she had an insight. She recognized her new baby girl had everything that she needed. That she was complete, just as she was, at a day or two old, and was not needing anything more than who she already was. She was a complete being. This was not meaning that her life would be easy, the baby's, life would be easy or wonderful, but that the newborn would give her life its own expression, whatever that, that might bring. And that, and at that, her mom knew that at that moment that everything was going to be fundamentally fine. So in that moment, the mother wasn't that moment, the mother wasn't fretting over big, big, the big and overwhelming task of raising a baby to become an adult. The moment of seeing her baby as a complete being gave the mother the courage to carry on, on with taking care of her baby and bring it in, into uh, a full adult. So how does this relate to um, the Buddhist teaching of being satisfied with what is sufficient? Well, one thing that comes to mind is, um, can we entertain the idea that the present moment offers us a chance to be more accepting and at ease? Can we be willing to learn and practice new views? And how do we do that? And what uh, came up for me after this thought was, uh, based on my own experience, I can say 
uh, truthfully, a lot of moments in my life have not been enough. You know, kind of, if I really look at them, I can say that's kind of across the board. And that's when I was teenager, for sure. <laughs> life is never enough when you're a teenager. You know, just it keeps going on and on. And so it's just been part of, you know, what we deal with as human beings. And I said, well, okay. That's what we've got. But there is something lacking or missing. The view is not complete, like it was for that mother in that moment. It was complete. It came and went, but it was complete. We all have moments that are uh, enough. You know, they're fleeting oftentimes. You know, like, a, boy, that was a good apple pie or <laughs> that kind of stuff. But, you know, and that's part of it. But this is a different kind of thing that I found uh, quite helpful. And uh, things that we all can experience, or probably a lot of us do already experience. <clears throat> because what is different about this story with the newborn baby is that um, it had a lasting effect. It wasn't like, oh, that apple pie was really good, and that's, you know, that's kind of the, the beginning <laughs> and end of it. <laughs> Or maybe you carry it, but you don't need to carry it. But I mean, in the moment, was, was enough of the pie being good. This is different. This kind of moment is something that um, has a quality of universality to it. In other words, it's not just a, a, a moment of thought, but it has a broader view. You know, that mother was not going, take, bringing her baby home and thinking, this baby, I'm going to think that this baby has enough, it has enough, it has, you know, kind of grill it into your mind. No, this was something that came to her because she was open in that moment to who knows what, and that's what came through. Helpful, helpful, helpful. <clears throat> so if you have something that is a universal quality, like the moment we have right now, because it's universal, it's very open, and it has unlimited possibilities. <clears throat> and you, you uh, can put that up against with, uh, what was that thing I said? That it, in my experience as an adult, I haven't really found anything that is complete, in, for the most part, in the moment. But if you look at right now, you can see there is a universal quality to it, if you really look. And this is Buddhism is based on what is right now. And of course we, as Buddhists, know that it's uh, the Buddha, our Buddha nature. It is universal, no doubt. <clears throat> what happens if we can let go of some of our thoughts that are, um, some that are really strong, that that's an ideal, or some idea, but also some that are um, not so strong. Because if we can let go of some of our other thoughts that come up that aren't a big deal, then that opens things up for other possibilities. And I'm not going to say what those other possibilities are, because nobody knows. And that's what's kind of neat about this, is it's ask, asking us to find that out if there is such a thing as other possibilities that are good, good to do. 
Because our tendency, as we all know, and you can see it everywhere, is uh, to get caught and entrapped by our thoughts as if they give, if, as if the, our thoughts give us something that they just don't. They really don't, you know, if you look at them. They just are not um, enough. And I feel like our thoughts feel like sometimes they have a, a monopoly on what's true, but they, they really don't. I mean, if we are honest with ourselves, it's a nice try. <laughs> it's kind of pathetic, but <laughs> nice try. They just don't work. But they are a part of a much bigger picture that we simply cannot understand. We just can't do it. Our brains don't have that capacity. That's just, we cannot think that, I don't know, take any kind of situation that comes up, that we have the whole complete view of that, that particular situation. We may think we do, and that's um, another uh, topic for a Dharma talk, but um, we don't. We just don't. We cannot know it. We can't know the whole story of any particular condition. It is too vast and too incomprehensible, and it is universal. You know, how do you think that we have the uh, capability of understanding that it's something that is called universal? What we can do, we can bring our mind to what's right or wrong and make decisions that are um, <clears throat> beneficial for ourselves and others and see what's good to do and see what's not good to do. And this comes with this uh, very famous Buddhist story of the lute strings, which were uh, demonstrated to be too tight, which has a really piercing uh, sound that nobody likes, or too loose, and it has a very dead sound, kind of thunk, you know, it just it doesn't make it. It's not a good sound. But what we can do when we find ourselves heading towards an old and worn-out attitude that we know so well and leads us to mental conversations that often don't have an ending or a resolution. And this here I'm talking about when we get on a track that's so well-worn, I don't know what it is like, pick a, pick anything, you know. <laughs> it's like, I don't know, uh, I'll do something common. Uh, I'm driving a car and I, I know that, you know, the... Um, it's tricky to get into, so you have to kind of, so you get into this mindset. Every time I drive this car, I have to invent, you know, and there you go, down the road of nee, 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 and then you just all, just do the, the job. Get in the car and, you know, figure out what's going on and drive it, you know, something like that. And those are a real good example, all kinds of things, you know, I think we can all come up with lots of things like that, that just, um, they're not enough. You know, in terms of a complete picture, you know, we're struggling with trying to figure it out or trying to make it good, but it just simply is not enough. It's not sufficiently enough. Now, getting back to the present moment in a bigger picture, in um, finding... uh, this talk is about finding, practicing, and reflecting on what is enough. And so I'm presenting things that hopefully will help you to, to look into this into your own lives. And in Buddhism, the moment is described as profound and vast. 
non-dual and and uh, non-dual, non-dual. Leave it at this. Free from extremes of existence or non-existence. Non-existence. The Buddha's way is to look at what bothers us. Is what we do in a situation too much and too little? And I think that's something that we can use as a guideline. I think we all know when it's too much or too little, and we can use that as a way to rein ourselves in, and just to um, notice that and be willing to um, not just take it in, like is this right or wrong, or right or wrong? You know, you can say, well, it's not so much what the situation outside of us is right or wrong. That's there for sure, but it's more of the our, what we bring to the situation. You know, it's kind of the Rosarks test, you know, where you can hold something up. And it's just a blob on a piece of paper. But you bring so much, we bring so much to all these different situations. And we can say, well, what is right or wrong here? And by reining that in, then we um, allow ourselves not to get so far away from the universal present moment. So, um, this isn't going to be a long talk, but... So we come back to this the sentence... Um, This is Ajahn Chah's quote. The Buddha taught us to be satisfied with what suffices. Okay, so we're kind of getting, uh, with this talk, a little bit of a sense of what does work and what isn't worth worth it, you know. Now, so uh, as you probably have noticed, I limped up here. (laughs) I was trying to be with a situation, what do you call it, uh, non-obtrusive, but too bad. <laughs> or not obtrusive, but, you know, not a lot of kerfuffle, just kind of not causing a lot of kerfuffle. But, you know, there you go. This is what I've got. And what I did is I fell when I was in, th- at, uh, I fell and have uh, fractured my hip and had some surgery, so I'm recovering and I have to not put any weight on my right foot for, I think, what is it, today's the 29th, <laughs> who's counting, but 29 <laughs> plus 2 plus 7 is 9 days. <laughs> oh, no, 6, six. yes, yeah, 6, so I have 6 days left before I can start putting weight. Lori's my uh, helper here. Um, and what I'm finding with this present moment that I have with my own situation is uh, my thoughts just like, when will I be able to go to the meditation hall again? Mm. Or, when will I be able to not use a wheelchair or a walker? Hmm. When will I be able to walk on two feet? Hmm. All this stuff. In other words, it is my body and speech and mind just being what it is. Getting back to this uh, story of the newborn baby. She was fine the way she was, but... She was just going to be who she was going to be with her stuff coming into the life. It wasn't like it's any different, okay? In other words, my my body, speech, and mind is just what I am. I say it's Astra's expression of body, speech, and mind. You know, there's no escaping that. I can do something about that, but that arising defines me. And this is, and it's just a me being a me, okay? That's just part of our life. But we can reshuffle that and tweak and make it into a view that isn't so problematic and so much suffering. 
And it is the usual kind of life stuff. Great sentence, right? Nothing special. Okay, this is not grandeur or anything. Nothing special. Okay? So I'm going to end this talk. It's a shorty, but that's okay with this thought. Buddha's practice is grounded in the ever-present moment of right now. And... Practicing the Dharma in the moment can be unbounded and liberating. So there you have it, both grounded and unbounded at the same time. Hmm. I will leave that with you. So that's the the talk I can offer you today. Thank you. And just, you know, just kind of a thing, I was... One of the monks stopped by my room the other day, and she was going to recycle a card. And so uh, I said, oh, I want that card, because it's just perfect. So it's uh, the Bodhisattva of uh, healing. And I thought, thank you. So I had it in my room now. These kind of things are small things, but they, they do help and encourage. So thank you. <laughs>